to the Talking Stations After Show. I am McLeod. I am going to be uh, sort of hosting this and uh, semi-moderating. Um, we have uh, for you this uh, this afternoon, this morning, this evening, whichever it is for you guys, uh, a whole bunch of awesome guests to talk about uh, the related topics that we're talking about in the Talking in Stations with Madderall. That was done just a moment ago. Uh, we have uh, C4W3, we have Caleb, we have Juronica, we have the uh, one and only Lenny Kravitz, and we also have Skeptic as well here, guys. Say hi. Hello. Hey. Howdy. Yeah. Yay. So. Uh, yeah. So. Um, the obvious topic of uh, uh, the New Eden Trading Company, which obviously is your uh, your kind of baby, uh, Lenny and uh, C4. Uh, I, I actually kind of wanted to ask a couple of questions, like... Uh, about specifically about uh, the naming, particular naming uh, convention that you went with it. Um, I didn't want to. I couldn't. I I felt like I couldn't really ask it uh, sort of uh, in the talking station show, but it kind of it it felt more convenient. It felt more applicable to asking you know asking uh, you two about it. But uh, did you guys? think about or you know you sort of was it planned to sort of sound something similar to the east india trading company <laughs> yeah yeah it's it actually work oh, yeah i thought as much i thought as much because there's a lot of uh interesting situational kind of things that occurred eventually and you know along the the historical kind of path uh, historical sort of timeline of the East India Trading Company, which, yeah, I imagine even though, you know, it that's some that's a real life sort of historical example, and we're talking about an in-game kind of thing here, but there seems to always be parallels between, you know, what happens in, you know, in Eve as a sort of, you know, a social kind of, uh, you know, a, a sort of a social simulator as such. Um, we tend to well live reenact real yeah, life, right? Exactly. It's almost like it's almost like a live reenactment sort of, but with you know subtle differences. So I well, imagine this costume. Mm. So with this, uh, with the naming convention, we wanted something that was very simplistic to express what we were trying to do. But we have the connotations of the East India Trading Company because the reference was cheeky, I guess. We're not well, really... but also relevant, right? It's it's very much what you're trying to do, right? Yeah, I yeah. In, in terms of global scope, yeah, not not necessarily in terms of how they, you know, were in real life. And of course, as I was saying in the other show, I'm very much a fan of of, of the attempt and and about populating space with uh, neutral entities and 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 publicly uh, owned or operated things. But I just don't get that feeling from this or at least it, it might have been in the planning and the execution that you didn't seem to focus on the wider public and just contacted people that were in the know and had the resources already we did so, here's the thing and this is a misconception we did approach pretty much every entity and that includes goonswarm and mitani said that no fuck your network pretty much 
and that's really what happened. <laughs> well, but but C four, that's that's not what I meant when I said public. Uh, what what you're saying is is basically creating a, a, a tortuga, a, a, an organization and a group of pirates, right? That co-owns uh, this network, right? But that doesn't make it a publicly owned and public interest uh, project. So we don't own it, since no, Kriba does. Since he has the full. Uh, full insight into the network. He's the alliance creator and he's the core creator. We cannot modify and we can cannot add uh, characters or corporations into the Netsi network. Yeah. You... So here's here's kind of like the the bottom line with the network. The network. Think of the network as its own entity. It controls everything, and the person that controls the network is Kriba. He owns the entire thing. So the managers, they don't own the Keepstar. They aren't even shareholders. Their job, and they will get paid off of the profits of that Keepstar, is to make sure that the traders and the customers are happy. And that can be a full-time job, depending on how busy the, that particular Keepstar is. And they're also in charge of making sure everything's fueled and everything is online. So while they're doing that, they're not doing ISK-making ventures. They're not going out and, you know, mining or ratting or whatever they would normally do. So we have to compensate them for that time. And we're doing that based off of uh, a percentage of the income that that Keepstar is making because we want that incentive to be there to make that Keepstar successful. It will not be successful if they start uh, screwing around and messing with other people. So they want to basically uh, service everybody, regardless of political affiliations, because they will make the most amount of ISK by doing so. Then why didn't you make it a public project? Because with the current uh, share system in EVE, if I gave you one share and you put in a vote to take ownership of that corp and no one's online to refute it, you can take ownership of that corp within 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, then you just I mean, split it into making sure that there's a holder that has 55% of the shares at all times. That's not really no, complicated. No, the, no, no that's the, not yeah. how it works in EVE. I mean, it I, doesn't I'm, work I'm, that I'm, way. I'm definitely swinging, like, I'm definitely siding on Lenny's sort of side here, because, like, the, the, the share, like, the um, kind of the, what is it, the shares kind of system in EVE is just, like, horrendous. Like, every single time mm -hmm. I talk to anybody who actually has to deal with uh, like corporations in as a whole, like uh, like a working dynamic kind of corporation. It's just like don't touch, you know, don't move shares about in any way, shape, or form. Just don't touch them. Don't distribute them. Don't do anything with them. Just you know, make sure that they make sure it stays in its little jar and mantelpiece. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is kind of we're gonna go a little off topic here for a second. It's cool, man. It's cool. But that doesn't change so, the fact that you don't need the mechanical shares in-game. You can still make an IPO that's share-based, which does not actually involve any in-game shares. But that that is basically having people put even more trust into the network yeah. versus getting yeah. anything out from it. So I want ISK, for example. I want ISK, for example. Um, they had shares, and in, in, you could be a shareholder, but you can never actually hold the shares. They did that exact same thing. You know, I had, what, seven shares or something like that. Now, it was basically on the books. I never was given that. But I put my trust in getting 
whatever 7% of what I1ISC was making uh, for the month. But other people that didn't, that don't know me or don't know Kriba or, or they don't trust the network won't do that. And they'll just say it's a scam. Um, the big reason why is because if you have one share and the other person's not on, you can initiate a vote and it's based on how many shares you have. So they get that one vote. And if there's no one that can contest it, they won't, you can't lose. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm back from saving my ship in space now. I did not die, which is good. <laughs> oh, um, yes. Um, yeah. The, uh, the thing with Kriba owning all of the keep stars, he actually only owns one. Yeah. The C4, C4W3 owns the mailer one. Um, and that's not in Kriba's out court. And Celine owns the Baskerin one. So it's at, at present, it's actually only the mailer, uh, not the mailer, the Aunanen one that is in Kriba's out corp. Um, so it's, he, I don't know with regard to the Fortizars. Oh yeah, the Fortizars are in Kriba's out corp, but the Keep Stars, definitely two out of three are not in, in Kriba's hands at the moment. Currently. Um, yeah. Uh, is there plans to, I know Celine is not transferring over the Baskerin one, but is there plans for the Mailer one to transfer into Kriba's uh, uh, um, hands? Yeah, the Mailer one is going to go into NetC as soon as uh, everything is placed uh, regarding the Fortisars. Okay, and also the other thing that worries me is Kriba isn't about so much these days. He's really not around much in game. So I was, I'm, I'm concerned about how much he's involved in the day-to-day -day management of the, uh, you know, the administration, the taking exactly. care of the network and the distribution. So who's running the, say, uh, handing out the payments to uh, the people That's... who are running it? Or I am. Well, so no, the payments from what the network is making, Kriba will be handing those out. Right now, we do not have enough to really hand out because we're still covering actual costs like for fuel and stuff like that for the network but once we go over those costs he will be handing out the uh basically the percentages to the managers the rest is going into various wallets that he and only he controls uh for like defense and stuff like that and what's most likely going to be the case is that if we have an urgent situation and we need to hire mercenaries We'll fork over the cash. He'll pay us back afterwards. And um, <clears throat> again, so at, at present, it's only the Alnanum one that is uh, controlled by Kriba. So presumably, at the moment, uh, the Myla Keepstar and the Baskerin one—they're getting the ISK directly from the taxes. So they're in effect getting paid. Or how is the finances working on uh, their side of the network? Here's the thing, and I'm going to explain it to you. Uh, a keep store works in the manner that it only makes money out of the the sales taxes that are in the keep store, and it's at one percent. So it's pretty much nothing to very little. Uh, anything that being handled in the keep store in regards of contracts and so on and so forth um, isn't. So uh, our me and Lanny's plan were that when the Fortisars were deployed, everything should go into the NetSea network. Uh, controlling and managing the network is pretty much a full-time job. So thanks God for me having an operation or a surgery, because 
controlling that and actually making it work is like very much hard work. But then again, uh, there isn't this people tend to have that expectation that you erect a keepstar and then you know gold will fall from the sky into the keepstar that's actually not true and the investment is so massive that uh, I don't think the majority of people actually understand how big the investments are yeah it's definitely a huge investment but on the day-to-day -day, so are you in charge of the day-to-day -day admin of the network or is that left up to each manager uh, the goal is that each Keepstar that has a manager will manage the Keepstar and the leg that connects the Keepstar to another Keepstar. So, for example, as Jeronica said earlier, he's managing the Onanon one, and he manages also the Fortressars connecting towards the Baskarian one. And uh, I control the day-to-day -day planning and uh, uh, deployment uh, with Lenny and uh, the other managers basically like oversight yeah and is yeah i know when i interviewed you before lenny you were going to put up the uh public list of managers i'm guessing because the network's not complete yet there isn't uh the full list but will that be put out at some point yes yes it will so i'm still talking we don't have all the positions filled because we don't have all the keep stars down um so i'm still talking to people um i want or I would like to have uh, someone from Pravi. We do have someone from uh, Tri that is willing to be a manager. Um, Suwaz from CO2, but he's not in CO2 anymore. Um, he's a manager, I think, also for the Anunanen. So we're going to have two managers per Keepstar, um, aside from the Mercenary Coalition one. And yeah. it is going to be from either null sec entities low sec entities or you know traders that we can trust are competent and have good organizational skills that's that's the big reason why we picked the people that we've picked because they've shown that they have the competence and the organizational skills and the willingness to see the network uh, first above politics to to drive this now if we if we were to just put um a random person in there, they may not care or they may not be doing a very good job and that brings the entire network down. So we have to be fairly selective, but we're also trying to be very politically minded and not you know, have all PL or all goons or all one group. We're, we're trying to spread it out as much as we can, but get the quality of people that we need. Yeah, I mean, I think as well as the day-to-day -day admin, one of the other questions that say traders or people who want to do building uh, in the area will have is about the defense because obviously for various reasons no one turned up to defend the Jaina Lev one so are the managers also responsible for the defense of their Keepstar and the surrounding area or is there an overarching uh, defense team? So there will be a rapid response team um, we're still putting it together finalizing it um basically mercenary coalition i've asked them if they would mind being the uh kind of the lead on that so anything that happens goes through them and then they work on getting um at at the very least a rapid response up now they don't have to put their people up but the people we have um available and also if it goes into a timer then 
you know, working with other groups. Cause I can't, I can't like try to manage the, the NetSea trading tool development, the NetSea uh, network, and then also defense all at the same time. So I, I have to start distributing that kind of responsibility out. Um, the managers, they're kind of like the, the, the warning, you know, the, the siren that goes off when something's happening and they let people know, hey, this is happening now. Can we get someone down to help? They're not expected to like rage ping their alliance or whoever to go and defend it. Now, if they do, that's super awesome, but they're not expected to do that. Um, as far as the Janelle of Keepstar, we did have people um, ready to defend it. We had Try, Lumpy, um, I think even Waffles were all on standby. A mercenary Coalition was also on standby. The problem was is that when we saw how many uh, goons came into the system and we didn't have enough additional support, we were expecting PL and NCDOT to come up, but they had um, other timers that they were dealing with and they couldn't get uh, wormholes down or back up. I can't remember which. Um, it was not a viable option to uh, basically go and defend the Keepstar. So it's not that we didn't have any. It was a strategic move on their part that they didn't want to lose all of their heavy assets um, without assurances that they would have a good chance of winning. So it's the whole Eve thing. Yeah. Well, and there is the other aspect of like uh, a lot of times if uh, you know if you're trying to. Uh, put together a mission uh, or like a uh, you know um, an op uh, an operation on the fly. It tends to sort of it can go very badly wrong um, if it's rushed sort of thing. So I can imagine you know PL and NC dot kind of going well. You know we need to dot dot the i's and cross the t's to make sure that all of our assets are you know moderately safe. You know if we need to get if if we're putting them on the field sort of thing. Like I mean as safe yeah. as as safe as can be you know for a combat operation but you know yeah exactly and you know honestly this was a, a pretty good lesson um we completely spaced out the placement for janelle it was a prime location prior to the jump uh range changes um but when we dropped it and i got pings from pravi saying why are you why is this here um it's basically the cap range had moved over to where their staging was and i was like oh well crap that's that's not doable so we're not going to be placing <laughs> one in janela we're going to have to place it somewhere else but what we're trying to do is we're trying to position these keep stars the best we can to have a wide range of jump freighter coverage into multiple regions without cap and super cap coverage and prior to the um to the jump range changes, it worked out very well in various areas. Like Strudloin was a really good one. Um, uh, uh, Janelle was an excellent choice, but with that, now we have to modify. And we were focused on modifying the actual Fortizar chains to uh, be in the most optimal uh, placement that we can so that you don't have like cancer, uh, uh, what do you call it? Jump fatigue. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Brain just decided to die on me. Um, but yeah, you, you don't have cancer jump fatigue because you're making two extra hops or an extra hop that you didn't need to. So that was our mistake. We paid for it. It was, you know, yeah, pretty nasty. But 
But on the flip side, you know, I talked to um, one of the goon guys that I know who is uh, leading one of the fleets and, you know, they, they had a lot of fun and sure it sucked for me, but, you know, I look at it, I'm like, well, you know, the thousand plus people had fun killing, a, you know, a keep star and, and got a really nice kill mail off of it. So and, and okay. didn't have to spend six and a half hours each time doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it's not it's not all bad. Content is content, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind it, of one it, of the reasons why I thought, like, you know, the showing the, the amount of people showing up for the uh, for that particular fort, uh, keep star, like, because I kind of feel like everyone suddenly realized, well, here's an opportunity of killing a keep star, but not, you know, having to sit through six and a half hours of, you know, six and a half hours three times in order to actually kill it, so, you know. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. people aren't in a hurry to do another M-Taco. <laughs> that and Mitan is bumpinging it for, you know, uh, a day and a half. Kind of did the job yeah. also. Yeah. But, uh, right. so, are you uh, gonna... planning... Sorry, you go skeptic. I was going to say a day and a half. Are you talking about M-Taco or are you talking about the the uh, other Keepstar? Uh, the Genelib one. I mean, isn't the the uh, anchor time only twenty four hours? Yeah, but I mean, it was posted on Reddit a day and a half before. That, I saw oh, the I post that. on Reddit. It, I saw the post on Reddit. It was a screenshot of it anchoring, so it couldn't have been a day and a half. It had to be Whoa, exactly then one day, twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's cool. But he's bumping it for a day then. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just kind of feel like you know he he was bumping it because it was senior. It was. It was brought to his attention fairly early, and it was seen as a way of killing a Keepstar without going through the pain of, uh, you know, what was being seen in Emteco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's legit. Oh, and River, since you're here, um, I want to I wanna bring you on board in Netsea. Okay. So you can, you can be our PR person and you put heard... all of this stuff public. <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, seriously, like, it, I mean, people want more transparency. River is amazing at, at doing that, and she's fair. I have Asking no problem. Asking the right questions. Yeah, exactly. And if she has a concern, she can bring it up to me. And if it's something I didn't think about, we can address it. Because so the whole the whole idea with this project, right, is to make Eve more fun for people. You know? Make Eve great again? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh my God. Are we still on Trumps? <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm stealing well, it from Open Comms, by the way. They came up with that first. <laughs> but it's a darkism. The the thing is, is that we we all know that if if you don't have certain conditions met, Eve can be one of the most boring games in the in the universe. So I'm I'm trying to alleviate that. I'm trying to make it more interesting. There's because of the nature of the network, it's going to generate content, whether it's people using the network for content generating or, or actually attacking the network to generate content. Like Project Mayhem, they had no intentions of actually killing the network, but they knew that if they hit a certain part of the network, certain groups would be requested to uh, you know defend it, and they got their fights from that. So I'm okay, I'm okay with all of this. This is kind of part of the master plan is for people to have fun with with this new thing and and use it. You don't have to trade on it. I mean, I want people to trade on it because it helps out the nullsec entities, but 
I really want people to use it for whatever they want to use it for. Well, and then um, the Janaleb Cape Keepstar, um, its vicinity or, or proximity to the south. I mean, you have to see that when uh, you have, you know, goons and other alliances and friends and whatnot that live down there, you see this neutral Keepstar going up. It it's a it's a tactical or strategic threat. And so um, uh, they, well, I, think, it I think I think any any of them, any keep star going up in the south is going to be met with harsh criticism, despite the uh, despite, you know, all the good intentions. Um, anything that someone else can use is a it's I mean, it's kind of like how CO2 evac to the Anunin keep star. Well, mm -hmm. people it, can use that as a staging point to say attack anything in the south. But but so can your friends. So here That's here's true. the example that I like to give people. Let's say, and, and granted, the south is a little a lot different actually than the north in terms of geography. And Janela was, after the jump range changes, not a prime spot because of the capital range changes. But let's say we're back to the previous bit, and uh, a Nunanen, right? Let's say NC dot and PL staged in a Nunanen to hit uh, CO2 and test. Well, Project Mayhem and Snuff could also stage in a Nunanen. And as soon as PL and NC dot undock, so do they. Oh, what are you going to do? You can't, I mean, they're all tethered. It's a zero sum game, basically. If they drop on a location, they find out, they counter drop. So it's not exactly advantageous to use as staging most of the time and also you know that they're going to be there you know what their range is so you know plan accordingly so but in terms of the southern part janella wasn't a prime location because it could be used very very effectively against those entities for cap and super cap movements and stuff so we are going to change the location so that the uh, jump freighter ranges still cover the, you know, Pravi, Curse, Catch, um, probably is going to envelop more of the Great Wildlands um, regions. And we're going to try to shift that capital range over more so that it doesn't touch those as much, or if it, if at all. I think uh, as well, one of the problems with uh, the Gina level one was that yeah it was that it was going to get transferred to the network later was less relevant because it was rocket x putting it down so it was perceived even if incorrectly as a pl keep star going down so i think that got a lot of people because yeah tests were there and the drone region guys were there and there were just people from everywhere who would normally just shoot each other who just turned up and i think the rocket x um putting it down probably got people more uh, engaged in going up to shoot it because it was like, yeah, it's a PL Keepstar. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and that, again, was our our mistake and us being very, very dumb. I mean, th th there's no there's no like sugarcoating it. Like, yeah, that that shouldn't have happened. I do kind so of you feel... are going to put. Oh, sorry. Go for yeah, you are going to put down another one, um, just not in Jane Lab, yeah? Yeah, we we have a replacement already. Yeah, you go, McLeod. Oh, I just want to... Um, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of like... Um, I, I heard an inkling that um, 
that Rocket X actually was kind of a little bit like did he actually drop it like or was it someone else in his kind of uh, corp that dropped it the C4 no 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 the, the Jaina Lab one it was my understanding is that Rocket X picked it up from somewhere um, and had to move it um, and it wasn't him himself that planted it but it was someone in his corp because I, 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 I heard a rumour that he was actually quite annoyed that it went down in Chandler. Because it was kind of close to where he operates. Well, at least close to where he operates his sort of, you know, uh, like super hunting squad kind of thing. Um, and yeah. he was like quite aggravated about the fact that like, you know, bearing in mind that it was meant to be sort of a, sort of a safe haven for people moving supers, trading supers, that kind of thing. That being so close to where... Uh, his kind of group is operating out of and hunting supers that would actually, you know, prove to be very detrimental for the network, uh, you know, from a trading and, you know, sort of general kind of, um, like, neutrality kind of basis. Yeah, I, I think Rocket is very protective of his area that he hunts supers in. So oh, I think yeah. even if it wasn't the network, he, you know, anyone who puts one down there, he's going to yeah, not be happy about it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So um, when my corp was evacuing from catch when Infamous uh, imploded, um, we put up a Fortizar so that our super caps can go through. Um, where was it? It was uh, not in derelict. It was uh, actually beyond Pravi space, like to the north. And he showed up and he started shooting it before we got all our stuff out um, because it was in his territory. So. Um, yeah, he's very protective. I had to do a lot of negotiating with him to get it placed. And like, you, you can't even move supers very effectively through the area because um, he doesn't want people to be able to easily do that. So the Fortizar um, chain to, it's not going to be Janelob anymore, but to Janelob was actually only going to be Jump Freighter friendly, meaning they would be within Jump Freighter range, but not within uh super cap range and that was the only re that was the only way that i could get him to agree to allow me to put one down yeah i, th I think okay. that's an another thing as well is that yeah as you've mentioned there was the changes in jump range which kind of screwed your the original fortizar network and the there's a load of deprecated uh links on the network at the moment and goons were out was it last night or the night before shooting at the one in gara or Gar, and that's part of the deprecated network, isn't it? It's not part of the active uh, network anymore. Yes, that is correct. I mean, so the only the only thing we're losing is a Fortizar, and the, the problem with that is that we can't unanchor it and move it somewhere else to be basically recycled. So, yep. well, are the new? Well, you, you can't. You while can't it's move it. it takes oh, seven right, days. Right. Yeah, it takes seven days to unanchor, and you have the timers. So the next timer is like five days or something from now so yeah it would uh, get exploded but are you putting uh last time i checked in game on the four desire links none of the new uh links have been put in yet i guess that is kind of irrelevant now because jane leb exploded and straloin isn't down yet um but are you going to put those uh new networks in the new four desires is that the priority getting the highway in before the keep stars go down um yeah 
that's generally what we try to do. It makes it easier um, because we can use the actual uh, uh, highway basically to move the Keepstar in place. So, so that's the interesting conundrum with uh, Janela. You, you can only move a Keepstar in a freighter, which means that in order to safely move that freighter, you need to Titan bridge it. And if you have the the Brit, you know the 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 chain up, it's not that hard. It just takes a long time. But if you have a jump freighter friendly bridge and not a a uh, super cap friendly bridge, you don't have that range. So that was one of the other reasons why we gave it to Rocket X because he knows the area, he lives in the area, he can move it safely. And how is the uh, yeah the the three keep stars that are up and running now? They've been running for a couple of months, and the Miler one and the Alnum one have been running a bit longer. How is trade going through those uh, at the moment? Well, here's the thing, and this is the part that people don't actually you know understand or dispute. If you go to like Eve Online sell, or you look at the the market and the contracts, uh, pretty much all super cap and titan trades. Uh, are done in Myla or in Onana. A lot are still going on in Best Guarantee, though. Yeah, Best Guarantee. And on a general, like outside of the supers and everything, is uh, normal trade happening through the network, like modules and smaller ships? Oh, yeah, for sure. And we and haven't I'm... even done the big seeding of uh, all of those. So we have uh, traders that are, um, well, Anunan has been seeded, just not as much as we would like, uh, but that's going to happen probably in the next month but we have traders that are going to be full-on seeding the keep stars and the pricing will be very comparable to Jita. so some so, of them will probably lose some money so the the one percent that's there at the moment trade tax uh is that, that like is, is that going to be that that's permanent so that's not moving or shifting in any way shape or form if nope. it, if in the unlikely event that the network starts making too much money then we will probably be lowering that. So the it can never go higher than one percent, and it can go lower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm just going to bring up a question from or a comment from Twitch from Opolo, uh, who says that it seems like there's not an yeah organization, and, and it seems like there's not an org chart, so that people don't uh, have people within the network aren't really sure who is. Um, in, who is in taking uh, charge of, say, defense or who they should speak to about stuff. And it seems that yeah, that seems to be one of the major stumbling blocks for the network. And I know that in projects this size, and this is a huge fucking project, that <laughs> the administration is something that is often overlooked because it's not the glamorous uh, part of the project. So do you have or are you putting in place a proper organizational structure um, and administration? Yes. Um, so basically, we're going to have uh, C4 and myself do the oversight for the network and making sure that everything is up and the managers will make sure that their portion of the network is fully functional. So fueling and all that stuff. We do have a couple of individuals um, from PushX, I want to say, that or it might be BlackRock. Um, that have offered to basically fuel the entire network um and they will obviously get paid for that and they just keep everything online um in terms of military uh 
Mercenary Coalition is pretty much going to be our go-to peeps, uh, mainly because uh, them being a mercenary outfit, they have no political ties, really. Um, if their current friends no longer uh, meet what their vision is, then they're just going to, you know, p politely say their goodbyes. So they're they're this not neutral, but they are a a political entity and they are how do i put it they're very pro network because it brings a lot of stuff to baskarin baskarin is like rome and that's how we set it up all lead, all roads lead to rome so they're going to be assisting us with all of the military stuff and what that means is that if the network gets attacked they will ping people they will help us set up contracts for defense and stuff like that, and we will uh, pay that out, and they will manage that portion of it for us. So now, I say I, I say MC, not not Celine specifically, because he's one busy dude, but <laughs> Mercenary Coalition, he may have someone else do that for us. Okay, uh, I would kind of say like I mean, if there is a situation where, which like I mean, you know, sort of. Uh, whichever kind of uh, entity that you use ends up becoming a little bit politicized, right? Is there a kind of situation where you will more likely move to, you know, you know, uh, request that uh, a more kind of neutral entity actually uh, be sort of responsible for the defense? Like, I'm saying this so because... Like, who I'm, who I'm would saying that be? I, well, I'm just kind of wondering because I'm saying, like, you know... If you go back, like, say, you know, three or four years in, like, two, well, probably about two to three years, like, uh, in Eve's history, you know, you can go back and sort of look at Pandemic Legion and say, well, to be honest, Pandemic Legion was were very much a mercenary involved kind of group. You know, they shot whoever paid them to shoot, uh, you know, sort of. So, but, you know, when you kind of come, you know, fast forward to today, like a lot of people see PL as a you know a somewhat politicized kind of group, um, you know mercenary co mercenary coalition. Although they have worked alongside certain groups, they were probably paid to work alongside certain groups, and they were completely fine with it. Um, but in the situation where you know a group slowly kind of transforms into something that's a little bit more politicized, you know along one side or another, or you know with certain groups kind of thing, like. Will you be, you know, looking for other kind of uh, sort of uh, defensive contracts or contractors kind of thing? Well, for us, it doesn't really matter who we contract. So, I mean, if I were to, uh, let's say someone is attacking a Fortisar or a Keepstar or whatever, I'm more than happy to give a contract to goons or whoever. For oh, me, yeah, for it sure. doesn't. For me, it doesn't really matter. You know, here's the thing. You know, even though like I'm the CEO of Ray Cuckoo, that doesn't really, you know, attach me to that regarding NetSea because for us, NetSea is just a giant project where we just want to see, you know, Eve expand and be actually player driven for us as players. For example, like uh, Lenny said, you know, we want, you know, Rive for, you know, PR. That's utilizing her gift as, you know, really good at PR. 
or using Euronica because he's like really good at marketing doesn't affiliate him or her, you know, part in the game or their affiliation to any alliance, etc. So, you know, if I were to like ditch out a contract, let's say for, you know, 30, 40, 50 billion, I mean, I could as easily pay goons. To me, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, with the number that goons put up, I would pay goons to defend the network. Like, I'm not joking about that. That's, I mean, the, that's the kind of thing I think that a lot of people kind of like because there's always going to be certain groups that are kind of kind of, that will look at the network that you're building with a bit of skepticism. Um, I kind of quite funny, uh, sort of like looking down at skeptic, kind of going, "Well, there's there's some skepticism right there at skeptic," but you know, what? someone someone said. <laughs> But you know, there'll there'll be people who will look at the the network with some level of skepticism. But like, you know, sort of saying that you know, sort of meeting people halfway in that kind of aspect is probably going to help quite a lot. Um, I did kind of want to like ask um, if people were to want to get an idea of what's going on with the network, with the group, with the kind of project, like, and see sort of like a bit more of the like internals in terms of like uh you know with you guys trying to be with you guys like at least i believe wanting to be more transparent about like what's going on inside of it um are you guys going to be setting up uh, like a web portal for doing so or you know have particular people uh, that they would want to get in contact with in order to get that kind of information um because I, I imagine like if um if uh, Crib is going to be, you know, sort of, uh, you know, having all the a all the APIs and all the data kind of coming to him, sort of thing, I imagine, you know, the amount of stuff that he could do with that in order to in order to create, you know, or in order to facilitate that level of um, I don't think transparency. That's his I know, but it might not be his responsibility. But he's got—he's the one who has that level of, you know, that that amount of data, that level of kind of, you know, um, well, that that level of, you know, being able to kind of go through and show the data to people who need, who want to see it. So I might have been sleeping at the helm a little bit and not following up on every little detail, but I do think that there's a little bit of a misunderstanding about this whole Cripper thing, right? He's volunteered to be uh, a third party and a trusted party in getting this project off the ground. I, I think people are getting the feeling that he's more invested in it than I have had any idea uh, or any uh, hint at, right? He's not said that he's uh, spearheading this or that he's a CEO of, uh, of, of the network. He's just helping you guys actually uh, run it as a third party and not even that right you're wrong um so, kind of so he he is ceo and he is the alliance creator of netsy yeah. that's only as a security right that's only for yeah for of course purposes. It's he, not for, the, the for thing participation. is caleb, the thing is caleb like although it may look as though it, it may look as though it's just you know sort of uh he's on the the you know the the paper as a sort of a nice kind of like well, this is a legit business sort of thing or a legit kind of project. But like at the end of the day, he has, you know, from the fact that he is CEO, that he is, you know, so the, you know, the CEO of the executive corp of the Alliance kind of thing, that he does have the access. Um, is he but, yeah. absolutely 
Is he absolutely the only person who is on the ACL? Yep. Okay. So then like, you have... So to give you an idea of some of the hurdles that we're running into, like if we're running out of fuel in one of the Fortisars and that we're not checking regularly, um, it will go offline. Like the, the Fortisar itself won't, but like the services will because we didn't realize that it it ran out of fuel because we don't get the notifications. He does. So what we, we are doing is we're going to basically have a script crafted for pinging. And whenever he gets a notification that says that something's running low, it will ping out to the appropriate people and then they can go and handle it. But that's that's the problem is that he because he has absolute control and no one else does we're noticing some of these little small things that are coming up and like the the keep stars we have people in them all the time monitoring them and stuff like that so that's not really a big deal because they can just open it up take a look and they're like oh okay yeah i need to put more fuel in there the it's the out outreach part of the uh network that we're noticing that we're having problems with. So what but I'm that's, trying to from inception, right? That's that's the fact that uh, you have been rolling this out a little bit ad hoc. And I don't know. It's because where's all the plans, where's all the documentation? Because you haven't shared any of the internal stuff at all with anyone. Well they well you yeah, they've shared it like, with something, you know, with some people. But like that's the thing, it's kind of like getting that level of transparency. But uh Reeve, you had uh, Reeve, you had something else to say? Yeah, the other problem is if Kriba actually is the only person who can do anything about access, there are a couple of problems with that. Um there's always the hit by a bus scenario. Um if there is only one person in charge and only they can give and take access then if they are hit by a bus or if they disappear, like Kriber is less and he, he's not always around as much as he was, say, a year ago, then there are problems with, uh, yeah, who, that who has been been that. Up. Um, If something real world were to happen to him, I think that he said he was going to talk to CCP on options. I will get back to him and see uh, what came out of that. And we can identify like solutions for that and that's a very real concern right that's that's legit like oh, if yeah. he did get sick and was hospitalized for a month i mean yeah we would have some pretty significant problems so but we've already looked into that we we, we already know that that is a problem and we are looking into remedies for it um to go to what caleb was saying earlier it, it's not it's not a matter of us doing this ad hoc we had it planned out the problem is, is that there are certain quirks with citadels that were not known, and so we are finding out. And you can't have your cake and eat it too in terms of security and having the luxury of getting notifications and stuff like that, because you have to have certain roles. And if you have certain roles, it gives you access to really weird things that could potentially allow someone to damage the network or screw people that are trying to use the network. So that's why we are we've clamped everything down and we are going to have certain things in place to where we can get those notifications out appropriately um, and fast. 
So at the I moment, mean, you, you've, that... you've rolled out a what five to ten trillion uh, is project, right? I, I, I think that you mm, might have been expected to start it a little bit slower than this and maybe see how it proceeded. Uh, and that's what I mean with ad hoc and a little bit rushed. Well, we've been rolling this out for what three a months, good year? four months? No, the planning no, no. is a year. The yeah, the planning has was started not a year. It was basically the idea came up oh, March, and then the planning started maybe June, and then we started um, actually producing Citadel's. Um, oh crap. We were producing Citadels very, let's see, a month or two after they came out. Yep, I I just have another uh, question. The goons were shooting at the Gar Keepstar uh, this week, a few days ago, and I looked at the uh, Z kill uh, when that was happening, and there was actually people killed by the Keepstar, uh, by the Fortizar, sorry. So was that Kribber gunning the uh, Fortizar? No, that was a gunner. And is that gunner one of the managers, or if not, who gave him the roles to the uh, to gun the Fortizar? That's Geronica. Yeah. That was gunning uh, the uh, Fortizar. Okay. So uh, the only one that has have uh, moderation access to the access list is Kriba. And there is gunners at each keepstar because you have a vulnerability window at each keepstar and fortisar. To manage that without actually, you know, I don't know, living at your mom's basement, having her food brought down, uh, you need three people, four, five, six people each day to actually, you know, be in the keepstar slash fortisar. So uh, each fortisar and keepstar has gunners, but none of them have edit access to the ACLs. If that makes sense, I mean that and makes so, sense. Like uh, you can't you can't expect any one particular person to be up twenty four hours a day, seven days a week to gun, like because you know I mean that's it's just too much of an ask for anybody. Like, yeah, I was just wondering because I know Veronica was outside in a Tristan, but he was actually in a meeting that day, um, which was why he wasn't actually doing anything. So that's why I was asking about who was gunning the keep stuff. Yeah, I think it was Euronica. The the Fortizar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fortizar, yeah. Okay. It wasn't me anyways. So but we have uh, the gunners uh, are uh, added to the access list by Crib. No one else can add uh, gunners to the ACLs. Oh, he may have added some gunners to the ACLs like uh, at some point, but like you know, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, it's it needs to be defended in some way, shape, or form. Um, just so long as the person who's gunning or person who's being put on, on it doesn't have access to the other ACLs, obviously. So Correct. Um, so, yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking about wrapping this up, bearing in mind that we have gone kind of some somewhat to 10, 10 minutes a little over what I was expecting to, but I, I didn't want to sort of curtail the uh, conversation that we were having. Um, so, uh, like, any last minute kind of uh, questions, comments, that kind of thing from any of you guys right now? Um, I, ha I have one 
for River. Uh, did you accept the the job op? I will That's have a proposal have a live on stream. That's so unfair. <laughs> yeah, I will have to have a chat with you uh, in yeah in Discord. Uh, I'll I'll ping you and we'll have a chat. <laughs> okay. I'd like to say that I I really hope that you guys succeed to some extent at least because this is something that I've been wanting to see for a long time. I just think that uh, the rollout seems to have been a little bit chaotic, and I'm not sure where you're going to end up. I kind of feel personally that like sometimes you know it's it's all great having a plan as to how to actually sort of go about uh, rolling out something like this but like you know anybody who does any kind of like uh, sort of planning uh, like real world planning and implementation of anything um, knows that like you can plan all you want you can plan for months and months and months on how to do something but it's only when you actually get it out into the real world or out into the sort of the live environment that like certain things hit you sideways, certain things you don't plan or don't expect. Uh, so as much as I can understand that, you know, um, you know, Lenny and uh, and C4 and, you know, all the rest involved were planning this for, you know, a month or, or so, like before it actually kind of, you know, before the, you guys hit the go button. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of know that, you know, when you plan, like, you can plan all you want, but like, you know, when... Uh, when it goes live, things can kind of go a little sideways on you. You need to kind of, you know, you need to backpedal. You need to make, uh, you know, make some changes to the plans. And I think that's pretty much what's been kind of going on. Does that sort of sound similar to what you've been having to deal with, Lenny? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've had some real-world hiccups uh, with some of our uh, members so it, it's it, a lot of adjustments had to be made to accommodate for for people that you know needed to take a break or they had real world stuff that that they needed to deal with and you know honestly those type of hiccups i'm i'm totally down with because eve is game real world takes precedence over everything so we're just we're doing the best that we can with everything that's coming up, whether it's in game or out of game is what I'm trying to say. And it may seem chaotic, but when you get, you know, hit with something that's unexpected, you're like, okay, well, we need to make adjustments. And sometimes those adjustments have to, you know, rock in a hard place. It's just one of those things. Oh yeah. I, I totally get that. Anyway, that's this uh, pretty much wraps up the uh, you know the talking in stations after show. Um, for the Christmas period, I think this, this will be the this is the last one, um, obviously for the uh, uh, Christmas period until after the Christmas period, obviously. Um, so you know, um, Merry Christmas, Merry, everyone! Merry Christmas. Have a uh, have a great holiday period, Christmas period, whichever you uh, you know, whatever you whatever you know fashion that you want to celebrate it um and uh yeah um stay tuned for oh there's there's going to be there's actually a fair few kind of shows coming up uh, on this channel a little later on tonight um there's the uh, undead zone uh, that will be coming on and there'll also be the um what is it the meta, meta show the meta show Yes, it's the got show. a very interesting lineup of guests. Yes, I can talk Indeed. on that real fast if you'd like. Go for it. 
So um, today we have a rather large number of Alliance leaders as guests. Um, and the list I have so far is Elise Randolph, Captain Patrick Archer, Sapporo Jones, Vince Draken, Equinox Dalius, Sister Bliss, Turkenius, uh, Runon Dax, Nikita Van Gogh, Voronek, and Carneros. And uh, the hosts obviously being the Matani and the Big Red Boat. So it's looking like it's going to be pretty interesting. Exciting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's if there was ever a show to sort of to watch to see how uh, the intricacies of uh, you know the uh, the uh, crazy game of Evil Online that we all play, um, you know, can get and how to manage and deal with all of that, it's that show. Uh, but I wanted to say thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Um, this has been the Talking Insatiable After Show, and uh, we'll see you after the Christmas period. <laughs>